Blog Talk Radio. Today is November the 7th, 2015, your 11 7 15 edition of the Sports Officials. We got a good show for you today. Basketball season's in full effect. We had a Thursday night massacre up in Cincinnati. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we also got some Memphis talking, some Memphis love going in the house. So we'll talk about Memphis. Uh, we'll talk about the pictures as well, the Greg Hardy pictures, because I just started looking at them this morning. So we'll discuss that as well, as well as anything else that you like to talk about, or anything that we like to talk about, anything that just popped in our mind. 805-856-2856 is the telephone number for you to call in and discuss whatever you need that you want to discuss. Just remember, when you dial that number, just know that we official, never artificial. Be ready to close your whistle. Billy Neal, good morning. My brother, how you doing this morning? What do? What's the deal, man? It's that damn boy, Neely Neal, man. What's going on today, brother? What's going on about the rent, man? Big and let. How you doing this morning, sir? <laughs> Your mic on? Now it is. Okay, there it is. There we go. <laughs> All right. Need some sunshine, man. You think your rent in the same place oh, with the sun in about two brother. Man. What do you do? Let me tell you, yesterday I went to go play, uh, we played in a golf tournament yesterday, man. Right when we started, man, you know, we had that little misty mist, then here come the hard drizzle. Hard drizzle hit us, and then right through the hard drizzle stop, sun came out for about five minutes, just enough to cook, and then it went away. Last time I seen it. So he been missing, man. M-I-A. M-I-A. So, let's go ahead and just start out real early, man, get to it real quick. It's the fresh thing that's on my mind. Thursday Night Massacre that I've seen, 31 to 10. Um... I got some feelings about it. 
and I'm going to tell you what I feel. I think that Coach Mike Pett don't like Johnny Manziel. That's my humble opinion. You know, and I think that he just really, I don't think that he wanted to draft him. You know, I, I, I think that's on uh, Haslam. I think everybody says it's on Haslam. You know, just how I put Justin Gilbert on Mike Pettin. You know, I think that was the guy that he wanted because clearly, even when we traded back, we could have drafted Mike Pettin. I mean, clear. You know, so uh, my thing is, I watched the game. And I don't know why I tortured myself, but I watched it again. You know, just so I can see, make sure I was seeing what I was seeing. And when the man has time, he makes some good throws. Got a nice arm, stood tall in the pocket. Um, even when he didn't have time, he got out of harm's way. Didn't turn the ball over. Wasn't that reckless with it. I didn't see a lot of reckless throws. You know, um, there was one pass, I think it was maybe toward, maybe it was in the fourth quarter or something like that when he rolled right and threw back left. And, you know, I think that was the end of the game or something like that. You know, it wasn't picked off, but it could have been. Um, but other than that, he threw to receivers who I seen the ball go through their hands and hit him in the face mask. I seen the ball. I can't even recall seeing a receiver trying to catch the ball and his and it bounces off his knee. I ain't never seen that, you know. But I seen one of his balls like that. Um, what I did see was just a lack of chemistry. I seen a lack of chemistry that he had with Barnes because Barnes is clearly the number one receiver on the team. Uh, he's clearly the only threat the Browns have. Um, only chemistry I seen that he had was with Travis Benjamin, you know. So I don't. I you're two and six, you know, and there's nowhere else to go. You're not going to the playoffs, you know. You're not going to win this division. Um, you might as well play the kid. That's just the way I see it. Let him get some chemistry. Let him get some reps. Play the guy. He's he played three games. He's one and two, and he lost two games to the same team. And to be honest with you, he was put in the same predicament. You know, they didn't say he was going to start until, what, Monday? Something like that. We planned on Thursday, so he only got two days to prepare for the team. You know, uh, he did the same thing last year, you know, uh, when he was playing. Uh, I think they named him the starter like on Tuesday or something like that, or Wednesday, and, you know, threw him to the fire after we embarrassed him on national TV in Cincinnati. They come into Cleveland. Oh, you knew what it was about to happen. We all knew that. You know, he came in against the Jets. I mean, so these games that he came in, he played seven quarters last year. These games he's coming in, he's not preparing with the number one team. You know, my thing is, you don't know what you got. You really don't. We still don't know what we got. I think Mike Penn just just don't like him, you know, for the fact of maybe he didn't want him, and then maybe him being a brat that he was last year, right. didn't put in the work and everything. But the guy don't have anybody to throw to. I mean, he, he Dwayne Bowe caught his first two passes this year for the team. <laughs> $9 million you paid this guy. He just now caught two passes on this team. Just now caught it. You know, so I, I'm telling you, you know, so. That was so, serious buyer's remorse there. So I'm, I'm not really down on Johnny. I really ain't because he ain't been given a chance. Now, has he been a, a D-head, a dishbag, if you will, last year? Yes. I see a different player this year. I see a different guy this year. You know, I just, I seen, I seen the flashes. I seen the wheel. He just don't have nothing to work with. He don't. And then, top, to top that off, you just had trade rumors that you're about to trade the best player that you got. Mm. You know, two best players. <laughs> Alex Mack said um, he wasn't going to, he, would, he wouldn't uh, waive his no trade clause. Mm, I shut mean, that down quick, didn't he? 
You know, I mean, and, he and, shut that down. And then, and then, and then, you know, you're not the GM is not going nowhere. He's not getting fired. You know, Farmer is not going nowhere for one. You know, he took the heat. You know, for Haslam. You know, when Haslam sent them text messages, that was that was Haslam saying, "Play Johnny." He just give me your phone. You know, he the owner. He the boss. Give it to me. And he sent it. He took the heat. He took the rap for it, and he shut his mouth and he took one. You know, so I don't. I see him. He got a couple extra years in to get it right. You know, so I just think that they need to let this man play for the next eight games, given it's a brutal schedule. Because as Neil, we were just talking about, got to play Pittsburgh twice. You still got to see Cincinnati and Baltimore again. You still got to see Seattle. Hell, it's gonna be a toss up when they go play San Fran. You know, um, two more games. Who else they got? They 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 all went through the West already. They played everybody in the West. Did they play Kansas City yet? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, they still got to see Kansas City. They already played Denver. They played San Diego and Oakland. So they still got to see Kansas City. There's one more somebody else out there. I don't know who it is, but give him a shot. You know, one thing that uh, even if you if you give him the shot now, if you do, if you don't see him in your future, you can still trade him. Yes. And you can get a pick up a couple extra draft. Yes. I mean, you got uh, uh, they got Vernon Davis for two six round picks. Right. You right. Know? Uh, Here's the one thing that impressed me about Johnny Manziel this past weekend, this uh, on Thursday night. In the press conference, he was able to sit there and tell the the press crew, down for down, play for play, receiver for receiver, what he did, what he didn't do, and what he should have done. Mm-hmm. That gives you like one incident. I've only seen one other athlete do that, and that was Tiger Woods. Hmm. When you sit down and watch, listen to Tiger Woods and when he was at his peak, mm-hmm. he could tell you shot for shot, hole for hole, club for club, mm-hmm. exactly what he did and what he should have done. Mm-hmm. Or if he'd have done something different. Or, or, you know, and Johnny Manziel did the same thing. I'm not trying to compare Johnny Manziel right, right. to well, Tiger Woods. What I'm saying is, is that he's aware mm-hmm. and he has uh, insight as to what he could have done, what he could do better, and um, I, this is something that he obviously didn't have last year, and that impressed me. Yeah, he mm-hmm. missed on a lot of passes. He did. Uh, he, missed, he missed a lot of uh, open receivers, and he mm-hmm. overthrew a lot of passes. Okay, um, but that comes with reps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't think John Manziel is a long-term solution, but um, he gives you just as good a chance to win as as Josh McCown does right now. Right, we so, know what Josh McCown is. Yeah, so uh, I don't have any problem playing Manziel, even if just to give us something to look at or a team to look at. Because mm-hmm. he's, Johnny Manziel's a backup quarterback. He, in the is. he is. So um, he'll, he'll get a shot somewhere else, even if he doesn't stick with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Let other teams see. Let, and let's see what you can get for him if you're going to trade him. Or if you're going to make him a viable backup for whoever you trade for mm-hmm. or whoever you draft in the next draft mm-hmm. or the next two drafts, however it works. Um, but – I have no problem. I would love to see Johnny Manziel play a little bit more. He needs to. I mean, he, he needs to. I mean, there's, there's certainly you haven't seen nothing, you know, of what he done. You know, he hasn't he hasn't done anything pretty much per se. I'm not gonna say that, you know, um, he he's the savior, you know, but it's just what you said. You know, let's see what you can get for him if you can get something at all. You know, I could see him going to Dallas, sitting back there for a while, even. Uh, I was about to say not Tampa Bay, but uh, New England. You know, just sitting back there. So um, let's turn the conversation over to the guy who really wanted to draft Johnny. (laughs) 
and see what you think about what you, what you think about it, man. I mean, I, I I know we all can agree it's time to hit the reset button. I think we can agree with that. But what you think about it? I mean, I think this is what I think about the whole situation. I agree with you as far as Petting not liking the kid. Mm-hmm. I agree that uh uh it trickles down to the coaching staff. You know what I mean? Yep. Because they you know everybody wants to be in good graces with the head coach. Yep. Start with the head coach. If he don't like you. Guess what? I mean, a lot of other people ain't going to like you, man, or give you a shot, even though you know you're the most heralded player that we have on the team. Um, we picked him high, number 22, so we got to see, man. We got to see what he is, what he can be, and we got to see right now. I mean, I keep saying on the show every week or every time we talk about Johnny, like all his other peers and comrades are thriving in the league right now, man. They went through their bumps and bruises, but they went through them now. Their future franchise faces of their organizations, man, i.e. Derek Carr, Blake Bortles, and Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people thought that he was better than all of them mm-hmm. at one point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we the only organization who ain't giving him a shot yet to even get out there to be that guy without having to look over his shoulder. That's the problem. Those guys haven't looked over their shoulder ever since they've been given the, the football. So, I think we should just let it the rest of the season go. We're two and seven. I mean, we out. Party over. Is it two and seven or two and six? We're two and seven. Damn. We're two and seven, bro. <laughs> we we haven't had a bye week. You know what I mean? That's right. You are right. And, right. and, you know, even if we went out, we nine and seven. Even if we went out. I mean, and you won't win your division. It ain't about to happen when you got to play Cincinnati and one more time and Pittsburgh twice and the Seahawks. and See what he can do, man. That's a good test right there. It's a tough garlic. If he come out, okay, then we'll know what we need to do in the draft and for our future. But I think we got to give him a shot, throw him out there, because I did want him as our quarterback. Mm-hmm. I thought he was good coming out of college. I thought he would be what we needed to jumpstart our franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as somebody getting out the pocket, making a play, getting us out of our seats. You know what I mean? So somebody could chip, some, a quarterback we can have of our own. I mean, that's what I thought he was for us. And I still think he can be that. You know what I mean? But we got to see first. And that's a problem with the organization. They don't give the quarterback a chance to go out there and succeed without looking over his shoulder. Regardless of who it was, everybody had to look over their shoulder. You know, you had the great Tim Couch, and he had to look over his shoulder for your boy Kelly Holcomb, you know. Um, then we had uh, – who was another one? We just had one last year, you know, with Brian Hoyer, who had to look over his shoulder to see Johnny Manziel back there, you know, and – it just goes on and on and on. You know, there's never a chance where you get somebody and say he's the guy. You know when Cleveland, the problem with Cleveland is when they pick somebody and say he's the guy, it's somebody that's washed up and already done. You know, McCown is already washed up. You went through it with uh, the Cor- Bears. What was the, what was the quarterback that came from San Francisco? Had uh, Alex Smith? Uh, uh-uh, that the Browns had. Jeff Garcia. Garcia. Garcia was washed up when you got Garcia. Jerry Garcia. You know, you 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 taking guys who who is done and you want. I, I seen the stat that uh, they they put on uh, um, on the show when I was watching the game. Andy Dalton, the one quarterback that they had for the last how many seasons have he been there? Browns had nine other different ones. To his one, they had nine, and they just showing them. You know, they just showing them. You know, and it's sad. You know, it's sad to watch it. You know, to be to be a a diehard fan, you know, to the fans that's out there, that's Browns fans, you watch that, and uh, it's clearly that, you know, the people who call the games, they're just going through the motions. You know, I heard I heard the uh, 
I can't. I think it was uh, Phil Sims. You know, he goes, well, you know, if if Cleveland stopped them right there, or when they jumped off sides and they went on to score that touchdown, if Cleveland stopped them right there. You know, they go down and you know they score that touchdown. It would have been ten to ten. No, it wasn't. You know, it would have been ten to to seven. I think. You know, it wouldn't have been ten to ten. You know, they don't do their homework. You know, they don't do their homework when it comes to playing LeBron. They just throw out. They just throw out stupid things and say stupid stuff, and they all just talk down. Everybody says the same thing. Everybody says, well, they're scaling down the offense for this kick. How do you know that? How do you know he's scaling down? Because to me personally, I'm watching the same plays I watch when McCown is out there. It's the same plays. You know, the quick slants. You know, they they, uh, they go deep every now and again. You know, they run the ball. I the, see the same plays. The seam routes to Gary Barnage. Yes, it's the same plays. I, don't, I didn't see them scale back anything. To me, if they was going to scale back, he was only going to throw it 15 times. You know, and those would be like the quick wide receiver screens or this, that, just to get it out of his hands and, you know, just hand the ball off. But I didn't see that. I seen them throwing the football. They was throwing the football around. Like you said, he missed some throws. He missed a lot of throws, you know, but that comes with repetitions. And he don't have it. You know, and speaking of quarterbacks, we got one that just got benched in uh, Colin Kaepernick. Is he done? He's not done. Uh, he's just He's out of sync, out of whack. I don't know if it's, if it's the offensive coordinator or the, the playbook or whatever it is. They're not allowing him to do what he does best, mm-hmm. and his confidence is shot to hell. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe you know, getting benched against the Falcons um, mm. will, will allow him to, to sit back and reset because Blaine Gabbert sucks. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? He is a horrible, horrible football player, and you can't even – you can't even put that guy out there in front of your fans for more than one game and, you know, not just have an all-out revolt. So Colin, Ka- <laughs> Colin Kaepernick will be back probably next week after, <laughs> after the uh, after the Falcons run up about 48 or 50 points on them catch, man. Um, he, he just needs to get his confidence back. He really, I mean, he's, he looks absolutely shell-shocked yep. right now. Yep. So he just needs to get his confidence back. He has all the physical tools. Mm-hmm. And even though you just traded away his best receiver. You, you still didn't get him tools, and, and mm-hmm. now um, uh, Carlos Hyde is running back. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a talented player, but he's kind of like the, the, the Browns quarterbacks. He doesn't have any um, uh, weapons mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he's under constant pressure. He, 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 can't, he can't get out of his own way right now, so he's not done. But he just kind of needs to reset. You see him in another uniform next year, Neil? Hey, absolutely. Because he uh, got a friendly contract. Absolutely, I do. But uh, I, I was listening to uh, uh, Chris Carter um, on the Four Letter Network, and uh, and he said something to me, man, that kind of resonated with me and kind of made me think, like, you know what? That's kind of true. Ninety-five percent of the players in the NFL are system players. Mm-hmm. There's only like five percent of players in NFL mm-hmm. that could play anywhere and just super duper just stars. Everybody else is a system guy. I mean, it has to be the right system, the right mix, the right time for them to get a chance to get reps in the game for them to shine. I mean, mm-hmm. so and I think Kaepernick's the same way. If you look at Kaepernick, man, the plays they run, like he does that fake handoff on every play. Like, nobody's even biting on it no more. And it's mm-hmm. like, they got to, you know, mix up the monotony a little bit with him. I, I don't think they let him run enough. I don't think they let him 
uh, throw to his strong side enough on the rollouts, man. I don't think they run the, the routes that he like to throw, but he can throw the best. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I would love to see him in Philadelphia with with uh, Yeah, that was my yeah, next question. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. But you know, for Colin Kaepernick, if if he does nothing else, maybe he needs to sit down and watch a few Cam Newton game game uh, mm-hmm. films. You know, see how because they're kind of similar. Uh, Cam Newton's a little bigger, but they have the same skill set. You know, and so um, maybe the the San Francisco. Uh, brain trust needs to sit down and watch some uh, Carolina's uh, game film and see what they can do that that they can um, adapt to Colin Kaepernick because they're, they're the same type of player. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they'll trade him. You know, I just think he needs some help. You know, dude, he he is like you said, his running backs is gone, his best weapon is gone. You know, uh, I think Bolden is hurt, if I'm not mistaken. Tory Tory Smith was just a complete. Washout, you know he needs to go back to the Ravens, you know, because clearly he only had uh, chemistry with Joe Flacco. You know, uh, he just, he just, man, he needs to sit down, take a breath, you know, see it for what it is, and get out there and just play football. Get back, try to have fun, if you will. You know, I don't think he. I mean, it's not fun no more. It's clearly not. It's not fun for him no more. And it's like you said, Neil. He's a system player too. You know, they're not playing to his strengths. Absolutely. No, they're not playing to his strengths. And when you don't when you're not playing to somebody's strengths, I mean, Neil talk about it all the time with Kevin Love, he wants Kevin Love to post up more. You know, and I, I start to see that some, but if you're not playing to somebody's strengths, you're just basically wasting them. You're just basically wasting how old is the how old is how old is he? Kaepernick's a young kid, man. He's younger than twenty five, I would imagine. Yeah, he's probably twenty five, twenty six at the most. Yeah, so he got plenty of time, man. He's got he's got plenty of time. You know, he just I don't know if they'll trade him. You know, I'm not. I'm not I sure. I don't see that. You know, because they don't have anything for him. You know, unless they're going to draft a quarterback, draft one high. You know, that's the only thing I can see because they're definitely going to be top five. You know, definitely going to be top five. You know, so we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see when it comes to him. Eight zero five eight five six two eight five six is the telephone number. www.dsportsofficials.com. Other side of break, we'll get into some college football. Got some big games today. And also we'll talk about Nilly Neal's newfound love. Newfound love that he got. So we'll talk about that. So stay on the field with your boys. It's the sports officials, the sportsofficials.com. Paxton Lynch. I texted to you a couple times, man. You know what I mean? Trying to get you to watch it, man. I don't watch them a couple times. Man. And every time I watch it, I get more and more, more and more impressed. <laughs> uh, damn, Pops got to say, I mean, I just look at the player. <laughs> I seen what he. I mean, I watched him three times this year. He had two Thursday night games, and they played, and I watched them beat Ole Miss. Striking on Ole Miss, man. You know what I mean? Man, 
have the NFL quarterback play something crazy. But you don't hear me though. Uh Captain Moving about it. Uh, 
uh, talent. But, uh, man, the kid was extremely impressive, man. Tall, strong, could move in the pocket, man, could read defenses, man. Um, definitely doesn't turn the ball over, man, can, can protect the football, man. He's everything that we would want in a quarterback, man. And I can't believe he's uh, out of a lot of people's uh, radars. But uh, now if you look in the most, most mock drafts now, uh, a lot of people got him in the top ten, man. A lot of people think that he will be – uh, one of the next uh, top NFL quarterbacks uh, to play in the NFL next year, but um, my thing is with uh, Paxton Miller is you know the the uh, talent. I mean you know the the competition level is not the greatest. Uh, we haven't seen him play against top notch competition every week after week, like most top notch quarterbacks do mm-hmm. in the draft. But at the same time, man, it's the mechanics that I see, it's the reads that I see, it's the arm strength and the accuracy that I see, man. Every week that I get the chance to watch this kid play, man, and uh, it, it, it's kind of like a love affair, man. It's like, man, boy, we could use that on my team, boy. I mean, he is the real deal, man. And I hope people start paying attention to him, man. And Memphis too, man, because uh, Memphis is making some noise, man. They, mm-hmm. they, they didn't just beat Ole Miss. I mean, mm-hmm. they destroyed Ole Miss, man. It, it wasn't close. It wasn't a close game at all, man. The score was a little bit closer than expected. I think they won by eleven. But they was they, they was about three touchdowns at one point in that game, man. Mm-hmm. And like and uh, like Pop said with uh, with his numbers, man, eighteen touchdowns, one pick. And uh, I let Pops give you the rest of the numbers, man. But uh, I think he's the future face, man, of the NFL draft coming up, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people from here on out. Uh, I only watched maybe a quarter of him play, but the one thing that impresses me um, was his poise in the pocket. He. Uh, he had complete command of the field, and you only see a handful of quarterbacks like that. Um, uh, but 18, 18 touchdowns, one interception, mm-hmm. two uh, uh, two hundred for two eighty five, seventy percent, seventy percent. You know, and he's he's throwing forty some odd pass, forty forty two passes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's pretty impressive at, at any level, and one of the things, another thing that impresses me, he's not what you would call a system quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's more like a, a classic uh, pocket drop back quarterback. He can get out if he needs to. He he kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna say it right now. Mm-hmm. His his game and his style, his ability to stretch a play, but he's you know you're not gonna be afraid of him actually running down the field. Right. But he get out of the way, and right. he, and he keeps his eyes upfield, and uh, um, so I, like I said, he reminds me of a very young Aaron Rodgers. So I haven't seen him play. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have I haven't seen him play, and I'm just listening to what you guys saying here. And of course, you know, I gotta do a little bit more homework to look at it. You know, but I but what I've seen and and stat wise, I want I want to clarify that what I've seen stat wise is. He looks to get better. You know, um, his 2013 uh, season, he threw nine touchdowns and 10 interceptions and took 25 sacks, uh, if if you will. Um, 2014, you know, he came back and threw 22 touchdowns with nine interceptions and only 15 sacks. You know, and, of course, 2015, he's got the 18, the aforementioned 18 touchdowns, like you said, with one interception, and he's taken 11 sacks, you know, so far, uh, this season, you know, so um, it seems that he gets better. 
you know, its completion percentage in 13 was 58%. It was 62% in 14. It's up to 70%, you know, this year. Uh, in 13, his uh, uh, yard per average throw was 5.89. It was 7.34 last year, up to 9.51 this year. You know, so it seems that the kid gets better, you know, as time goes, you know, with, like anybody does in the system where they shoot in the system. So I guess my 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 question is, with him being 6'7", you know, that's 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 a tall glass of water in the pocket, you know, and, and the kid from Arizona State, I forgot his name again, Neil, that you talked about earlier. Brock Osweiler. Right. Is he one of those? Is he, the, is he is he another Brock? Because Brock was big guy, strong, stayed firm in the pocket, you know, and he was accurate in Arizona State, you know, but I think he was more of a system quarterback than anything. So I'm not – I haven't watched Memphis. I don't know what type of system they run. I don't know if it's that spread offense, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure. You know, so uh, what type of quarterback is he? You know, is he a system quarterback? Um, he's definitely in a system, and he's definitely in a system that works to his strengths because uh, they do work out of the shotgun a lot, which most most uh, college offenses do now. Yeah. They spread it out, and uh, but they run the ball. They run the football too with him with that uh, Memphis team too. So he lines up under center a lot. Mm-hmm. So he, he has a good mixture, man. Um, I haven't seen much of a play action pass. Uh, type rollout scrambles with the guy, you know, which is you definitely have to do in the NFL because uh, most of the time he's in a shotgun formation unless he's going to hand the ball off. Um, but as far as the footwork and mechanics, man, it's it's all there, man. When you watch him play, man, you're like, this dude is complete, man. I mean, he's got the footwork. He has the the awareness, man. He has the arm strength, accuracy, Um he spreads the ball out to all kind of receivers, man. Everybody gets the ball on this team, man. If you, if you look at the stats, the Memphis stats, when they're receiving the court, he's not uh, keying on one guy like, you know, somebody like a Baylor does or or like a TCU does with Dotson and Coleman. Um, this guy spreads the ball out, man, and to, you know, eager opportunity employer, man. If you're open, you, you know, the ball is coming your way, man. Drew Brees type, I mean, so mm-hmm. I, I, I just think he got all the tools, man, from the three games that I got a chance to see. And uh, I'm 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 really excited to see what he's going to do for because he has two more big games mm-hmm. against really good competition against Temple and against Houston, both who are ranked. Mm-hmm. And I want to see what he does, man. I want to see if he can continue to improve, like like uh, T. Nick said. But uh, if he does, man, hey, he definitely has to be on our radar. Yeah, I watched that Temple game last night. Those guys, are, them blue boys are for real. They are, man. They almost beat Notre Dame, man. They gave Notre Dame the game of their life, and uh. If it wasn't for uh, 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 the one turnover that they had in the fourth quarter, man, they gave Notre Dame the lead, and, and, and you know it would have been, it, you know, it would have been interesting if they had beat Notre Dame, man, because they'd still be undefeated right now. Um, number one, Clemson in Death Valley got a visiting Florida State number sixteen, Florida State Seminoles coming in to see them today. Uh, Clemson wins; they take a uh, firm seat in the ACC. They'll be in the ACC championship game. And um, they'll take they'll take control of the Atlantic Division on the uh, uh, ACC side. Um, I think Florida State got a chance going in there in Clemson. Now, granted, Clemson haven't been. Um, Clemson is is just like you say. They are loaded. Mm-hmm. They are loaded defense and offense. But uh, 
and they're at home. Uh, logic says that Clemson wins this game. Mm-hmm. I want to. I do. I want to see Florida State wins this game just for the drama. <laughs> what you got, Neil? <laughs> uh, the stars are lining up for Clemson, man. They're playing all their big games at home this year. Um, Florida State um, is coming off uh, one crazy loss to Georgia Tech, and uh, Everett Goldston, their starting quarterback, man, still shaky for the start today. The they don't know if he's going to play today or not because of the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, like you said, top five defense, you know, top five offense. Um, this is will be their final test of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they win this game, it's a cakewalk all the way for the rest of the year until they play. If they, if they get to the four, um, I, I think it's, this is it for them, man. I, I think that the stars and the system and the football guys have aligned for Clemson this year to be the front runner. For not only the Final Four, man, to actually win it, and they got a quarterback who is accurate, doesn't turn the ball over. Like Nick said, they screen you to death. Mm-hmm. They got a two running back system. Mm-hmm. The defense is tremendous. Mm-hmm. They've been stopping everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they blanked Miami. I mean, I hate to bring that up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they blanked them. <laughs> hey, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing to see, man. Adam, when, that was some stat padding right there. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean at, at Miami, at at, at at in Miami. That's probably why they go in the locker room. They were scared. I was <laughs> 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 fired. You probably be some football. You ain't about to win the fight. Uh, <laughs> we gonna wait right here. <laughs> we'll be right here. We'll if y'all come back. <laughs> so I like I say, man. I I, I think this is it for Clemson, man. Because uh, uh, Dabo, um, he he. He he's on the hot seat. I mean, a lot of people was calling for his job last year. Yeah. And, and if he wasn't doing this thing this year, what he's doing now, man, he probably wouldn't be here right now. I mean, that's, that's probably why you see him dancing in the locker room after the win, you know, showing his butt. You know what I mean? I, like I say, man, I really think this is it for Clemson. And you know, they've always he's always had talent there. You know, always had. And he's talent. always been on the brink. Always, you know, just couldn't get over the hump. Just can't get over the hump. But I, I think today is the hump that they finally get over. Today is the day. I think today is the day. Yeah, today, today, today is the day. And it's, it's, I'm not a Florida State fan, you know, but because of you know me being a Miami fan, but I want you to begin elect. I want them to go down. <laughs> I want I want them dudes to go down just for the drama, you know, just so we can see what's what, you know. On the other side, you know, for the for the conference for the ACC, I'm saying okay, Clemson does need to win this to get these guys in the four. You know, if you will, because as you said, you know, the stars are lying for them, and it's almost it's pretty much a cakewalk, you know, the rest of the way, as long as they stay focused. You know, as long as they stay focused, everything is okay. You know, but um, that remains to be seen. Over in the Big 12, man, number 14, Oklahoma State Cowboys in Stillwater, taking on number 8, TCU, as our Big 12 affiliate reporter, Nilly Neal, on the scene. Tell us what do you see down there in Stillwater today. It's gonna be a massacre, man. <laughs> that oh. boy dude is is uh was it is it Boykins? Boykins. Boykins. Trevor Boykins, man. I watched him run away from somebody, was it last week? That kid he's a playmaking machine, man. I mean, I don't know if he'll be an NFL quarterback. I don't think he I don't I don't know if he'll be an NFL backup quarterback. Trayvon Boykins. Oh, uh, yeah, Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if he can even play in the NFL, but in college, he is a play making animal. I mean, the guy can extend any play from a handoff mm-hmm. to a simple rollout to a simple shotgun, man. He's going to get the ball downfield. He's going to find the open man, and he's going to make a play. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he does, man. Uh, the defense is not the same as it was last year. I mean, they, they kind of give up a lot of big plays. They're not a, a, a stifling defense. They're a bend but don't break defense. Um, so you, you will see, you know, people gassing them up for big, for big yards. And they stay on the field a lot because they score a lot. Now, Oklahoma State, oh, man, they are a complete smoke screen. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. I mean, not just because they're one of my build rivals. They, but they had like are a, who I thought they were. Then, <laughs> then they have like something happened there. Something happened. Was there an accident or something? Or there's something where this is their first time playing back in the stadium since I've seen it this morning. TCU is just they are out there. You know, as far as um, um the way they play, the, mm-hmm. their, their offensive ability is. Mm-hmm. Almost unmatched mm-hmm. in the, in a Division One college football right now, so they're going to put up points, and a, and a lot of them. Who was that that you called last week on the upset alert? College, God Almighty, because I watched it, and the, the the team you said was going to win, they actually lost, but they went up. They was up like three or four touchdowns. I can't remember who it was. You know, I, I, and I had it written down I, I, because I'm IQ. I kind of forgot who it was. <laughs> but man, I was watching because I was just flicking through games, and I looked, and they were up like they were up like twenty four to three or something like that. And I looked, I said, "Man, let call that guy." I said, "How the hell did he? How did he know they was gonna upset them and win that game?" And then I turned around at the end of the night. You know, they ended up yeah, losing by fourteen losing, points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it was a shootout, though. You know, the games was in the sixties, something like that. But did you guys know that they play college football on Tuesday nights? Nah. Man, do you know Northern Illinois went in and beat number twenty-four Toledo, thirty-two twenty-seven? I seen Tuesday that night. too. I seen that score, Toledo twenty-four on Tuesday night. I did see that guy. They got us with that one on Tuesday night. Also on Thursday night, you had uh, number twenty uh, Mississippi State go into Missouri and win thirty-one to thirteen. Also on Thursday night, Baylor, number six Baylor, thirty-one to twenty-four over Kansas State. And yesterday, Friday, number twenty-two Temple uh, beat Southern Methodist sixty to forty. The NFL is killing these college games. They're making these guys play on Tuesdays and Friday nights now. You know, all because they want to get these horrible Thursday night games in. I'm still not a fan for these. Programming in. Yeah, you do. And so, uh, a game on Tuesday night? Yeah, a game on a live Thursday game. night? A live game. Yeah, you know? you're know, right. Um, and and then the, uh, the networks. Hey, we have we have uh, spaces to fill. Fox Sports, ESPN has like four different channels, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, CBS has a sports channel. Mm-hmm. NBC has a sports channel. All, mm-hmm. these, all these networks have sports channels, and you need programming. Yep. So, yeah, you can get a college game in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday, you know, I'm some waiting on Wednesday night games now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's coming Monday night. Yeah, nah, yeah. maybe maybe not Monday night. It'll, 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 it'll be it'll be a game every it'll be a game every night. Yeah, yeah. probably this time next year. So the big game in the SEC today will be down in uh, another tie to you, nearly Neil Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as a number four Crimson Tide to take on the number two Louisiana State Tigers. Who you liking that game? 
uh, it's being played in Tuscaloosa, and that's the major reason why I'm going to have to go with Alabama in this game because Alabama will, will make LSU turn one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They will stack the box and, and make Leonard Fournette work for every inch he gets, and that's going to make the quarterback uh, here. All three years they've been there. But for Reggie Raglan at the middle linebacker position, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough building today, man, with number seven for LSU coming down that pipe. And I, I want to see if they can stop him, man, because uh, Alabama's run defense, 76 yards a game they've allowed this year, man, which is uh, top 10 in, uh, in NCAA. Leonard Fournette is averaging 193 yards rushing a game. Mm. So it's like the movable object meets the – Immovable object. The immovable object meets the – what's the, the, the force? The irresistible force. The irresistible, irresistible force. force. Yeah. And so which one will win today? And I, I think Alabama – well, for the most part, hold them under 110. You know what's crazy, man? I'm sitting here and I'm looking at Leonard Fournette's stats, which we all think is just like out of this world, right, what he's been doing. He's got 176 carries for 1,352 yards, mm. 15 touchdowns. But there's a guy right behind him with 167 carries, 1,130 yards and 13 touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott, he don't really touch the ball that much as you would think. You know, because as Ohio State, and, and, and of course we're talking to the resident Buckeye here, you would think that they would feed the hell out of this guy like LSU feeds Fournette. You know, but they don't. You know, they, they really don't. And I'm just surprised to see that the numbers are as close as they are. Well, um, Ohio State also depends a lot on their quarterback play, mm-hmm. a lot more than LSU does. Mm-hmm. So um, they they want to be able to spread the ball around, and then when you need Ezekiel Elliott to to break a sixty five yard run, he does it. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he broke that seventy five yard uh, run on four inches. <laughs> How do you do that? You know That's crazy. That's crazy. So um, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott now. He's averaging like 6.8 yards a carry, but I think he has – he probably leads uh, uh, FBS in runs over 20 yards. Certainly probably leads him runs over 40 yards because he has a bunch of those. Mm. I, I, When I look at him, I don't know if it's just me, but I just see Emmitt Smith all over again when I look at that dude. For some reason, he just reminds – maybe it's just his build and stature – you know his 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 flair for the drama. I just I just see him in the Cowboys uniform running behind that line next year. I could be wrong, and I could be wrong. You know because of course you don't drive running backs high anymore. But I just I just think that guy be a Cowboy next year. That's just my belief. Eight zero five eight five six two eight five six. Telephone number www.dsportsofficials.com. We come back other side of break. It is time for some action, NBA action. It's fantastic, Nilly Neal. Time to get into some action, man. And Steph Curry is out of his mind. He's out of this world, and he's the MVP right now, if you ask me. So stay on the field with your boys, man. It's the sports officials, thesportsofficials.com.
steps at a time Making sure I position, stay two steps behind Keep in mind, these niggas wanna see me letting go of shit That's why I fight for my life until it's over with I know these niggas having hard times That's why I'm standing up and fighting for shit When it regards mine Why must I always sing these sad songs? Because it comforts all my feelings inside Till all the bad's gone You want to hear my life story, what I told ya Maybe this answer to my questions in your fucking folder What's a solution to this mind state? You're telling me it's gonna take some time How long does time take? I'm losing focus on my straight line And time to wait for motherfuckers So now I'm forced to take time Eight oh five eight five six two eight five six the telephone number www.thesportspitches.com. Uh, as Nick. as Neil just said, man, Christmas is right around the corner, guys. So, you know, all you gentlemen out there listening to us, man, take it from your boy right here, and I'm gonna tell you right now, as Neil Neil would say, take it from your boy. Layaway is your best friend right now. Trust me when I tell you that. You know, just that big ticket item that want that things that they want, man, just go get it. Everybody offer it now, you know, pretty much. You know, your Walmart, I mean, you can get everything at Walmart. You know, if, if, if you got little kids, you know, Toys R Us, they offer it too. Cause I did it in Toys R Us in years in the past when, when my youngsters were still getting toys. You know, now their toys are electronics, mm-hmm. you know. But if you need to, man, I'm telling you, don't be ashamed to do it, brother. You do, know, do, you, do you do it online or you go to the store? Go to the store. Yeah, you go to the store, man. You go to the store, you pick it up, like, I want that right there, and I'm going to take it back here to lay away. And they're gonna, they'll do it for you. You know, they would do it for you with no problem whatsoever. They'd do it with a smile, you know, and give it to you. You know, and right now, man, it's the, it's the thing to do. They wrap it up. They put it in a box and put your receipt on it, man, and give you a receipt. And you got until, like, two weeks before Christmas to pay it off. And then you got to worry about bringing it to the house and hiding it. Now you only got to hide it for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having kids, you know, that was nosy like we were, you know, and, you know, that was an annual thing for me to, to try to find that present. Right. You know, to, to see where it's at, to see if I could actually find it. You know, that was, that was you know, I was the king of the house when I found it. But when I didn't find it, I felt defeated. You know, so now that you got this layaway, man, you can go out there and you can get anything you want. These kids, that they want these games, these TVs, these uh, tablets or whatever it is, man. Just put some on it. You know what I'm saying? Just drop, just get paid. One try, one time. When you get paid, just go down there and drop some on it. You know, and the best thing about it, and I can tell you, you know, because I know at Walmart, they did it to me at Walmart a couple of years ago. If the thing go on sale, you know, while you got it on their way, they give you the sale price. You know, they give you the sale price. I was actually shocked by that. You know, something had went on sale, man, and they gave me one money. They gave me some money. Well, they took away from the balance, and I was looking at it like, damn, I thought I owed them. She was like, no, it went on sale, so you get the sale price. I was like, cool. You know, no problem. So, for me. hey, man, I'm telling you, man, it's... It's one, it's one of the greatest things since sliced bread, my brother. You know, so uh, it's about that time. So, Billy Neal, what you want to do, man? You want to uh, do some things, or what you want to do today? Uh, you know what I want to do. You want to get it in the uh, Hall of Fame game, correct? Is that correct? You want to play it today? Let's see
55, 56 pass deflections, six interceptions, 31 forced fumbles, and get this, four safeties. Four safeties? Four safeties. Wow. Hall of Famer, pop. Absolutely. Those are some very impressive numbers. Four safeties. Four <laughs> safeties, son. Look, man. You know, sometimes some stats jump out at you, man. Four of them. Everything you said, I'm just listening going, yeah, okay, okay. Then you say four safeties. I'm going, four safeties? Who in the hell gets four safeties? I said yes, man. That's crazy. Uh, I, I'm completely yes. Yeah, everybody who I put on here is yes most of the time. But uh, four safeties. Uh, yo, boy, man, drunk boy, <laughs> Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. <laughs> who? You know what? Mix it up. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah. Pistol pants. Four safeties. Four safeties, son. But you know. That guy, man, he's kind of out of gas right now. Yeah. You know, but that dude has been a force in Kansas City and Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. He, that dude, man, it was, even when you had two people to block him, still can't block him, man. I mean, you got to block this dude. Well, you on the goal line, son. Drunk boy got four saves. Four. Wow. Four of them. Gone, yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> I, 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 when I seen them numbers, I had to bring him in. That's pretty man. good. You know what I mean? That's I like good. that one too, man. Now this is the layup right here, man. I'm telling you, now, I tell you what. All right. Y'all buck on this guy, man. I quit the show. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. NBA champion got a ring. Uh-huh. NBA most valuable player, MVP of the league, fifteen-time NBA All Star, NBA All Star Game MVP. Four-time All-NBA First Team Pops, four times. Three-time All-NBA Second Team. Two-time All-NBA Third Team. Hmm. That's all for the offensive side. Now let's go to the defensive side. Nah, he's in. (laughs) (laughs) NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, nine times. Three-time All-NBA Defensive Second Team, NBA Rookie Second Team, four-time NBA Rebounding Champion, Madonna All-American Game MVP. That mean anything? Nope. <laughs> Whole bunch of them. Couple gold medals. That mean anything? Hall of Famer Pop. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And I add, um, it's the consistency. When you said the, the number of times he was... 4-3-2. Um, 4-3-2, and two. Four, three and two, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. even argue that. I'm a little disappointed in you, man. You know, you this, this is this is too easy. I mean, you've got to give us stuff that's borderline. Man. You're getting soft on us, brother. I mean, that's a layup. That's easy. That, four, that was three, my and layup. 4-3-2 and two for us. I mean, that's... That's... that's they, they, this was more than a, a tribute, because okay. I, I wanted to bring this guy up in the history. I mean, okay. so uh, it's the big ticket, man, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kevin yeah. Garnett, man. We we all know he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. We all know, but I just wanted to bring those numbers to the light, man. And 
I wanted to get some opinions from you, Pop, and you, T-Nick, on what you think this guy's place is in NBA history. I mean, these these are historical. I mean, when like 20 years from now, when this guy's not playing, 30 years from now, when we're looking back at this dude's career, man, we're going to look and see, like, man, did he like, did this really happen? So I want to get you guys' play, I mean, opinion on his place in NBA history. What do you think, Pac? I think that Kevin Garnett is one of those uh, players that comes along like once in a generation. Um, and not just because he put up a lot of gaudy numbers. You know, he was like a force. He was a uh, – um, when he was ticket. on the floor, you, you your eyes went to where he was, you know. Um, and he, he didn't just play the game. He didn't just um, uh, put up big numbers. He influenced the game. When he's on the floor, he moves the meter in any mm-hmm. in either direction. You know, you know, you understand what I'm saying. He is um, he's one of those rare players whose whose presence mm-hmm. in the game um, just made the game more enjoyable to watch. You, you, I mean, he was a powerful, powerful uh, personality on the floor, mm-hmm. and um, you had to appreciate that about him. I mean, he made everybody around him. Tougher, you know. A lot of people, a lot of players, make everybody around them better. Kevin Garnett, everybody made everybody around him tougher, and that is a and that's an attribute that is really, really rare. He was always himself. You know, uh, one of the things that stick out to me, man, was one of the Nike commercials with, uh, I think it was Mia Hamm, that the lady played soccer, took a shirt off when she was a shirt. What's up with the shirt? <laughs> 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 when she beat him in foosball, he was like, "What's up with this shirt?" You know, he was one of those guys for me, man. You know, I I feel that he was cheated. I feel that he was cheated because Starberry got homesick, sort of say he wanted to go back to New York. If him and Stefan Marbury stayed together out there out west, that was a killer duo right there. That was that was the new age Stockton and Malone. You know, that was a new way of stopping it alone, but, you know, who knew that Marbury was crazy and, you know, got some other things that's out there floating around allegedly that he is, but it's either here nor there. But if he would have stayed there, you know, uh, and I'm trying to remember, um, was Latrell there with those two as well? He was for a while. Yeah, yeah he was. For, man, he was with, uh, Marbury was going to add Cassell. Okay, it's when they had Cassell. Okay. You know, but I think, man, if those two, they had Wally World with them out there. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Uh, Wally Zerbiak. If those two stayed together, man, I think his his. I mean, he's already big. He's already made a huge imprint. But I thought his legacy would have been a lot better, you know, because I thought they would have won a lot more, you know. And those were those are a point guard and just a superstar like that. That's 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 the big key right there. So now you just build, just put pieces around those dudes. I mean, they they would have ran the West for a long time, man, and. Uh, he's easily top five power forward of all times, easily and arguably top three. You know, well, you I, could say I'll put him right there with with uh, Duncan and Malone. Yeah, 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 easily. You know, yeah, that's what there. I wanted to hear, man. I, yeah. I just, I, I think he's a, definitely a I top twenty five. Yeah, I think he's a top twenty five player of all time. He just became tough as he got older, though. For some reason, he wanted yeah. to start fighting more. But I think, I think, I think it fueled him. I mean, I think that made him. Yeah. Uh, a better player. I mean, I, I think the, the, the chip, you know, yeah. kind of made it, you know, more of, of a uh, the head button, a, the, the head, head button yeah. of the support, yeah, you know, yeah, before I, the games. That's one of 
my favorite pregame rituals that man. I like to see, man. And like I say, man, when I looked at those numbers, man, I was like, yeah, this guy's all time great. Now I, I got something for y'all because, uh, and we, we got a couple minutes for the break time, but there was an argument that these guys was having on on um, Facebook in, in a little sports group, and this guy's numbers is not gaudy at all. You know, uh, there's a Hall of Fame. And then, as you say, there's a Hall of Good. This guy is a three-time NBA champion, okay? He's only an NBA All-Star one time, and he's an All-NBA second team one time. Do you think Do you think that Sam Cassell belongs in the Hall of Fame? No. Mm-mm. That's what I'm no. saying. But, you know, I mean, you get these guys who are homers, Mm-mm. you know, because all they can remember was, you know, he played with Bob Sura at Florida State. You know, they had the uh, uh, the highest score and rebound backcourt in the nation, you know, uh, back then in 92, 93. And all these guys could see is just that. And I'm telling them, like, dude, there's guys, man, with numbers way better than Sam Mayan. Now, yeah. Sam Mayan was a good player. Oh, he, he was a great player. role player. I give, I give you one off the top of what you guys said ain't in. Yeah, oh, Sean Marion. Yeah, he was a great Sean role Marion player. Oh, yeah, has a lot better player. numbers than that. Right, 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 right. He's, a, he's been a four-time All-Star. Right, right. And, he, so, y'all let him, he, and he's an NBA champion, too. Right. There, and there y'all done let him in. And he was NBA first team. <laughs> no, he was second team, excuse me. He was second team a couple of years. Yeah, he's not that great, though. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, Sean Marion is, is, he's not a Hall of Famer to me. He's a Hall of Good, but he's not a, he's not a Hall well, of Famer. And, and, well, if you want to throw that, that name around, well, what about Robert Ory? Is Robert Ory a Hall of Famer? I mean, yeah. Seven championship rings. Yeah, right. he, he, and he wasn't just some, you know, he just wasn't some jabroni drive, riding the bench for those. Things. I he agree. Was an integral part. Especially for Houston. Yeah, especially for Houston. Right. But each one of those championship teams. But he wasn't even an all-star. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. But he made a difference Mm -hmm. in seven championship teams. Mm -hmm. Does that make you a Hall of Famer, though? No, it doesn't. I'm just putting the question out there. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. You got a guy that's averaged 16. He had 16,700 points, uh, 3,600 assists, 1,200 steals. Uh, he was a four-time NBA All-Star. He was All-NBA First Team one time, NBA Defense uh, Team one time, All-NBA Defense Second Team one time, and uh, All-Rookie uh, Second Team. Um, is it close? That's Hall of Famer to me. Hall of Famer to you? Absolutely. Go, go, say that one more time, man. He was four-time NBA All-Star, uh-huh. All-NBA First Team uh, one time, All-NBA Defensive Team one time, All-NBA Defensive Second Team one time, uh, NBA All Rookie Second Team, sixteen thousand seven hundred points, thirty six hundred assists, twelve hundred steals. And he won a championship? No championship. Nah. That's 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 that's. that's those, those aren't Hall of Fame numbers. That's uh, four time All Star. Four times. And uh, NBA first team. One one time. Yeah, yeah. Defensive team one time. Second team one time. That's Hall of Fame. That's, that's man. That's Hall of Fame to me, man. Uh, you know who that is? Uh, man, who is that? That's a trust pretty well. He's not in the Hall of Fame, Neil. Uh, <laughs> and not going to be. It's antics. It's it's they, they might not even let him buy a ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah. But them worthy numbers, man. Hey, man. Hey, look. Um, I also, know all defense. I want to I wanna jump ship and change over to some fantasy football right quick. If we had to redraft today, you know, if we had to redraft today and, and, and you know, uh, some weeks ago, you know, actually 
big intellect said this, and he and he's not even a fantasy football guy. Now, if we had to draft today, who would be the number one pick? We're gonna go top five, okay? If we redraft and we start today, who would your number one pick be? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, and he said that. He said Tom Brady, and. We had this argument, uh, not argument, but we had this debate yesterday, and we were talking about it. And one of the guys was going, "No, there's no way, you know, because you know you, you know, you could get other quarterbacks." And then we looked at his numbers, and he hasn't had under 35 points Man, not one time. He do a big number. Everything like is 35, 38, 42, 46, 47s. You know, and you sitting and you looking at. It, I mean, this guy is just like it's 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 unbelievable. You know, so it ain't even close. You know, because this guy. He's pretty much the MVP also at the NFL right pretty now. Pretty much. Who else? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, if you take Tom Brady one, who was the number two guy? Um, is this without injuries or just this with, is, in, this is, this with, is, with injuries? With injuries. Right now, if you redraft to date, you know, who's the number two guy? Oh, that's a good one, man. Um, the guy with the next amount of points. <laughs> Because it's all about points. Um, and it's going to be Deontay Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman has put up crazy yes. stats. Besides week one, because uh, uh, Tevin Coleman was a starter. Besides week one, he's put up only 12 points twice. Everything else has been 20s and 30s. You know, and for a running back, that's crazy. That's tremendous. You can't remember he that's had back-to-back three touchdown games. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had two touchdown games twice. You know, he's going over 100 yards, and he can catch out the backfield because he's getting his receiver points as well. Has the Falcons found their guy? I think they did, only because the system that he's in. You know, this he's a one-cut back, and that's what Shanahan Shanahan does because you got to consider that the that the Falcons offensive line is really a bunch of mm. you know bottom of the heat. Yeah, I mean they found these guys after the training camp was over with. These guys are average or lower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that that's a, that's a, a tribute to to Devontae Freeman's it is. Uh, ability. It when is. You, it when is. You watch him run. He's one of those players. He runs with violence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he just runs like. I mean, it's, it's, he, he's looking for a hole, but he don't mind hitting you. Oh, he don't mind hitting you at all. He don't mind hitting you at all. So, okay, so that'll be a top two. You know, we're just going to go five at number three. Who would be the third person you would take right now? Right now? Yeah. Who, who would be who would be your, your third guy, you know, <clears throat> going in right now? I mean, easily it'd have to be Todd Gurley. Oh yeah, Gurley. I forgot about Gurley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy's acting a donkey. I mean, just I might as, take him over Freeman. This, uh, no, you can't. The numbers, ain't, the numbers ain't even close. Uh, I mean, he's close. Numbers, no, no. Trust me, the numbers and the numbers ain't even close. Gurley's got twenty points too. You know, right? I, I'm going. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you just a second. But these numbers ain't even close because. Uh, Gurley isn't scoring the touchdowns that Freeman is scoring. Right. He, I mean, he's, he's racking up yards, but he's yes. not racking up the touchdowns. Yeah, you got you got to have them touchdowns in there. So you know, you get your, you know, you get your ten points. So when they get over, uh, when they get a hundred yards, and you get your extra five points or whatever. But if you're not getting them touchdowns, you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be there. And you know, I can tell you that because uh, here it is here. Um, Todd Gurley's numbers, of course, he was out the first two games. <laughs> it's damn close though. <laughs> he was out the first two games, and you know that first game back, he only had 14 yards. So we'll throw that out the window because he only had six carries. But he had 21 points, then 20 points, then 33 points, then 25 points. 
you know, and you know he just don't forget he just scored his first two touchdowns against who, of course, Cleveland Browns. Uh, then he had one more touchdown uh, last week. You know, so he only has um, three touchdowns on the year. And when you go back to talking about Devontae Freeman, that first game, you know, like I said, Tevin Coleman was the starter. He only had forty, well, only had, but he had forty-seven yards rushing. You know, but he comes back week two and has eleven points. Then he goes on a stretch of forty-two points. 32 points, 30 points, 32 points, 18 points, 13 points. That is second pick easily. Easy. So you got your top three, you know, um, and moving on to number four, uh, who would your number four person be? Oh, man, you're making it tough, man. Uh, uh, I mean, um, you, you got to, you just got to just, I mean, if you think about the players and what they're doing and um, thinking about the uh, uh, the positions they're at, you know, so – Right off the top of my head, I'd say Gronkowski. Boom. There it is. Gronkowski. Gronkowski is putting up wide receiver numbers. You know, he's putting up wide receiver numbers at the uh, tight end position. And it's not it's not even close. Um, 27 points, 22 points, 15 points. His only bad game, 6 points, mm. 11 points, 21 points, 22 points. It ain't even close. I mean, this guy right here, this guy right here is a machine, you know, and he's tied to, of course, Tom Brady because Tom Brady got to throw it to somebody, you know, but that guy right there is a machine, man. And uh, right now, if you were redrafting, he would be the number four pick overall, you know, after a quarterback and two running backs. Two of them would be the uh, Winger Patriots. So, in saying all that, the last one, what you got, and you're going to have to find somebody that's really pretty much consistent at this point now, and this name is really going to kind of throw you guys for DeAndre a Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Only because you got him and all your dogs on leave him. You know? <laughs> got him. He's my number one guy all yeah. my league. Yeah, you picked him in all the leagues. Yeah, that, that you did. You went all in for that dude. But his numbers are tied to the fact that Houston is getting blown out every game. Yep. And he's the only receiver they get. You yep. know, and they throw it to him a ton. So this guy's getting over 100 yards and a touchdown every single game, seems like. You know, and he's finally turned the corner and run the reason why they let Andre Johnson go. Yeah, Deion, you're right, man. The Deontay Freeman leads the NFL in rushing. I'm telling you, man. Man, you know who's second? In rushing? Uh, probably Mark Ingram. Who is it? Chris Johnson. Wow. You talking about a resurgence, man? Oh, comeback player of the year, number man. Two, number two with a bullet. Hell yeah, with a bullet. <laughs> got that bullet still. Right there. <laughs> yeah. And just think, man, he was almost out of football. He was almost much. out of the league, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he's on the way to a Pro Bowl year. Yeah, he was almost yeah. out of football, I man. Who's the lucky son of a gun who had uh, Drew Brees last week? Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't play against Brees or Eli last week. <laughs> what was that? He had about sixty. He had, I had 70. 70? Man, that got to be the record. But I'm going to tell you, it is a record. You know who record he beat? Mike, Mike Vick. Vick on that Monday night. Yeah, he beat Mike Vick. Mike Vick put up 65 that Monday night. Um, the crazy part is I'm playing against a guy who had Eli Manning, but he had him on the bench. Eli put up 60. You know, Eli put up 60, man. A lot of people probably had Eli on the bench, man. Yeah, man. It was That was that was wild. You know, that, that was wild, man. That was... That was one of them games where, when, when I, because I'm watching it before, you know, Neil and I had a, a referee meeting, and before I went to the meeting, I watched him, and he had 300 yards and three touchdowns in the first half, 
and I'm just going, man, it's going to get out of hand, and they're going to bench him, and it's going, and all of a sudden the Giants come back, you know, and they make they make that run, and then you know the rest of course is uh, history. 500 yards and seven touchdowns, that was ridiculous. Yeah. You know that that was that was ridiculous. That was insane, man. Yes, sir, it was. And you know who's sick about that is that uh, Jimmy Graham. Because he is, man. He's they, struggling up there in, in Seattle. <sighs> I mean, I don't think he's struggling. I mean, it's the offense. Uh, I think he knew what he was getting into, man. But uh, he makes plays up there, man. I mean, he just doesn't he have does. the numbers. Yeah, yeah. He's not making Drew Brees numbers yeah, he does. right now, though. Nah, he's going to get those kind of – because he's not in that kind of offense. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right, man. 805-856-2856, telephone number, www.thesportsofficials.com. We come back, man, on the other side of the break. We'll get into whatever it is we want to get into. Probably some more NFL talk, and we didn't talk NBA. You know, we, we got thrown off a little bit with the uh, Hall of Fame game. We got another segment left. You know, so when we come back, man, we'll go ahead and talk some uh, some NBA and uh, the little booty shorts that LeBron is starting to wear. Did you see them little shorts, Neil, that he had? <laughs> He had, a little, he had a little short time, man, but he said he wanted to be a role model. I don't know what that's about, but we'll talk about that and him being the incredible hawk and tearing off his jersey. So stay on the field with your boys, man. It's the sports officials, the sportsofficials.com.
www.sportscrystal.com. But, Neil, I'm letting you know. What you've seen in the past couple of years with the guys out there, man, you ain't about to see that. My guys are young. Seventh grade. I got pretty much a whole seventh grade class out there. Sixth graders. I got uh, one, two, three. I only got four eighth graders. You know what I'm saying? One of them is my boy Lonzo. So, I, you know, I got somebody in the middle. You know, and, and another guy. Oh, this other guy, man. Tall guy. You know, real tall and slim. And I asked him, I said, man, you, you play football? I mean, football. You play basketball? He was like, uh, not really. I was like, why not? You know what he tell me? Oh, yeah. I like science. I was like, what? Oh, that's heavy, though. <laughs> like, I like that's heavy. <laughs> Remind I thought me, I thought you were about to say soccer. You said science. Science. Your Remind me of the kid on uh, uh, Little Giants, the annexation of uh, what was it? Annexation of Puerto Rico, mm. whatever the play that he had drawn up. For. <laughs> That's all I see when I seen this kid. But you know, uh, he got out there on the floor, man. The dude runs like a gazelle. Yeah. Can fly. I mean, can one of the tallest kids out there? He can make a layup. No, he can make a layup. Now putting on the floor and all that, I'm not sure. You know, but he's one of them kids that you can coach though. You know, and that's all you pretty much can ask for is one of kids you can coach. And, uh, of course, we're talking about basketball. It's basketball season. As a sports official, we are real officials. And um, we got we got uh, training, of course, that's coming up for us. And uh, uh, the coaching season is here. And Neely Neal has jumped back into the water coaching. You know, was last night first practice? Yeah, last night, man, first practice. And you were scrimmaging already first practice? Yeah, you we see what you had. yeah we, we scrimmaged with the other teams who was practicing us with the gym. You want to see what you had? Yeah, of course we got to see what we got, <laughs> man. You know, see you know, see who got some heart, you know, you know see right. who uh, got uh, some stamina. Right. You know, see who I'm going to go to when I need a bucket, you know, that type of thing. How'd the first round pick work out? Uh, man, actually, she didn't even show up to practice yesterday. Ah, oh, she said. But... The my late round picks who I took gambles on. Oh yeah. man, you yeah. was happy with them. Oh man, I I got some stars, man. So you got a point guard. I got a point guard. That's Actually, I got two of them. That's half I mean, the battle. I got a point guard. I got I got two point guards and I got a dominant center. Okay. She is that the assistant coach? Uh, nah, nah, nah. She she's my she's my two guard. Really? Yeah, my center man. Uh, now you gotta imagine this is seventh eighth grade girl. Right, of course, of course. This kid is at least five ten. Whoa. Five nine. Five nine got with shoes arms. off. Yeah, got them all. She five nine with shoes off. Yeah. And when I say she can block a shot, run down the floor, hit a mid range free throw line jump shot. Yes. Man, it's water. <laughs> man. Left hand, right hand, layup, man. I mean, yeah, did she uh, Rebecca Lobo in training. <laughs> we got Buttercup playing the three. I got to play in two, three, and four. Yeah. I got all over the place, yeah, man. Yeah. I got her trapping at the top. That's good. You know, I got her, you know, That's stepping good. out, knocking out a couple of J's. You know, she knocked down a couple of J's. She was our leading scorer yesterday. Be actually in our scrimmages. You know, she what? scored the most baskets. It's something you told me. It's something you told me uh, last weekend, the weekend before last, when y'all had the skills challenge. Um, you had that moment. When you seen her, you know when she did something. When she you, had the moment. Had, yeah. When she had the moment, then you had the moment. Like, like what was that? That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I had that same moment this past a um, couple of days ago. We had our first practice, if you will, you know, and we just getting out there because I have absolutely no idea what we got, you know. And I was saying after the break, uh, it's the uh, uh, junior high team, and of course they don't cut anybody, you know. So we're doing A team, B team, and. I'm looking at my two, 
being leaders out there, telling these guys, you need to go over here, you need to do that. When we go down, you need to cross. When you come back, you got to get the rebound. Give it to me. I'm the point guard. And I'm sitting there looking like, it's about damn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about time. You know, it's, it's, it's about time because they had that moment where now they got to be leaders now. You know, they got to be leaders. And one of them is in sixth grade, one of them is in seventh grade. You know, and everybody is out there listening. I was just like, I can remember the picture you got upstairs. We were the, I think we were the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, they were five, six years old. I mean, and we were just teaching them how to get out there and go. You know, because I can't wait to see Buttercup play, you know, this year. Because I remember she went from just standing there with her arms crossed. You know, ball come through, look, come by her, and she'll look at it. You know, and Neil losing his mind on the sideline over there, trying to get the ball. You know, to uh, the next year, she would actually release go in there and mix it up. To the next year after that, she was going to get the rock with eight other boys in there because you know it was a it was a co-ed team. Then we was playing seven eight, and we was playing seven eight, and they was five and six years old. You know, so to see her just grow from there, and now she's dribbling and doing spin moves. And playing the one, the two, the three, and the four, mm. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, not, not the one yet. <laughs> it's crazy. But she's going to get there, though. It's coming. She's yeah. going to get there. You know, she's going to get there. And I, I, can't, I can't wait to see that, man. I'm, I'm excited for this basketball season, man, just to see, just to see our kids play. Because now it's time for us to sit back and, and be daddies and watch. Because the one thing we've always shared was no matter who they go to when they're in middle school, by the time they get there, they're going to know fundamentals. So no, no, matter, no matter how bad the coach is or how good he is, when they put our kids on the floor, they're going to know what a reverse pivot is. They're going to know how to slide their feet. They're going to know that on defense they can step out of bounds when playing defense. I mean, they're going to know the basic fundamentals. You know, so uh, I'm just excited to see all that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see that. Um, and speaking of basketball, the Golden State Warriors, watching these guys play, they haven't – they haven't – seem like they haven't stopped playing since June, you know, June of 2015. You know, and the Steph Curry kid, it, do you see him slowing down now? Uh, he's getting better, man. He's getting better because that's a, such a thing for a guy like that. I seen that dude hit a jump shot from the, the, the alleyway where they come out from the tunnel. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, he, that's, he, that's his ritual. He do it every game. He do it every game, every home game. Yeah, he, go, he goes in that, that tunnel and shoot the three and, yeah. three and make one. You know what yeah. I mean? And then he run out to practice. I had no idea, bro. Uh, he does that 42 times a year. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you have to be impressed by Steph Curry is, and it's the same thing with the really great shooters. Mm-hmm. Miller did it. Bird did it. Ray Allen did it. They shot the ball. Mm-hmm. They go in the gym and they shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, when you got a bunch of you know two hundred or so people in the league and they're all high-paid millionaire basketball players, if you don't have too much else better to do, why aren't you working on your game? I because agree. The great players do just that. They work on their game. I don't know what the rest of these guys are doing in off season, but to LeBron James's, the Seth Curry's. Uh, these are guys that you know are somewhere in a gym working on their game. Steph has his uh, workout, man. It's on. It's on YouTube, man. Uh, of him, you know how he works on his, his ball handling because, uh, I be honest with you, he might be the best ball handler in the league, man. His handles is tremendous, and so they, you know he, he does a lot of plyometrics. matches. You know he works out with a lot of different trainers, but uh. They better, had better than Kyrie's? Huh? Better than Kyrie's? 
Man, I was tough you on that one. Now. Yeah, Kyrie, got, Kyrie, got, Kyrie got some yokes, man. <laughs> I got to get it. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but Steph is right there, man. Yeah. They won a one B, man. I, I can agree with that because Kyrie put you on some skates. Yeah, he was skating, man. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like Steph, man, it's like they they had him blindfolded, man, when doing the tennis ball test. You know, how you, you know what I mean? They blind, and he, he was just catching them, man, putting them on the ground, man, with his eyes closed, man. Yeah. It was tr- it, it was something to see, man. And uh, I watched the game where he had 54 against uh, New Orleans. I didn't watch the game, but I seen the highlights. Right. And some of the moves he was doing out there, man, were like, oh, man, this dude was shooting threes over Anthony Davis. Yep. yep. Taking uh, Drew Holiday and spinning them around on fast breaks, man, laying it up, man. It's uh, he, He's on all cylinders, man. Yeah, man, the rest of the Warriors, man, they, they could probably do it again, man. If we don't watch out, the rest of the league don't watch out. Because everybody's having their struggles. You know, the Spurs haven't had the best games. Uh, the Cavs, you know, we're not all the way healthy. Uh, we still have two starters who haven't played a game yet. Your starting backcourt. Your starting backcourt back hasn't played a game yet. You know, even though we're doing good, but, we're you know, we're not great yet. Yeah, they lost one game. Yeah, but yeah. Golden State yes. is clicking. Yes. And they think they can do it again. They're already the champions. It's going to be hard to dethrone them. The, the, the one thing that impresses me the most about Golden State is that they've improved their defense. And mm-hmm. that's a scary thought for a team that can put mm-hmm. so many points up on the board. And now you become a better defensive team? Mm-hmm. Man, we're talking 65, 68 wins. And, and that's not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched some games. I watched Actually, I've watched a lot of games. And one thing that I've seen, man, I think that it's time for Kobe Jellybean Bryant to hang up the Nikes. He, he, he's out of gas. He's man, Kobe tell you to read them Nikes. I think the I think the uh <laughs> I think the injuries and he got a lot of basketball miles on him. I mean people gotta realize that when he came in at eighteen, he was going to the playoffs every single year. You know, and there was three straight years that the M- the, the Lakers did they go back? No, they went back to back. Correct. They went back to back. And it was three straight. They years actually went back to back to back. They lost to the Pistons yeah. that one year. So that's a lot of basketball miles, man. It's the same thing. You know, LeBron James is about to start that experience in, in a couple of years. You know, playing through the AAU circuit. You know, p- coming in the league when you 18 years old. And how what well, Kobe is what is it? Is it his twentieth year right now? How old is Kobe? Twentieth year. Twentieth year. Twenty years. This is nineteenth year. Nine, okay, nineteen years. It's KG twentieth year. Uh, how many besides the last two years? You know where he had you know injuries and the Lakers were horrible. He's been in the playoffs pretty much every year. You know going to the finals, going to the semifinals, going to the conference finals. I mean he is putting miles and miles and miles on them legs. And I watched him, man. I mean, he's still Kobe. Don't get me wrong. He's still Kobe, but <coughs> I think it's about time for him to buy out gracefully, man. I think it's about that time. I mean, this is my thing with Kobe, man. Kobe still a good player. I think he could be good in spurts. But you asking, you, yeah, you asking Kobe to guard Clay Thompson and right. Russell Westbrook and James Harden and, you know, all the uh, 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 Oladipo, you know, mm-hmm. super athletic two guards, man, at his position. Young, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, half his age, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
and uh, you know, uh, the the Wiggins of the world, you know, that you got to stay in front of, and uh, it's 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 a, t- it's a tough thing for him, man. So you got to play Kobe and Spurs now, man, because of his age. And but I still think he can be Kobe, not the not 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 Kobe Bean, Brian. I think he could be. I think he could be a decent, serviceable player, man. I mean, not. But, okay, you see what you just said? That That's not in Kobe's yeah, not vocabulary, Kobe, a decent, Kobe serviceable be, player. Yeah, Kobe could be Kobe for maybe 10 minutes at a time. Yeah, that's my thing. He's not Kobe anymore, man. He's just a regular player now. Right. He's not like a, basically like a Vince, what Vince is, or what Jason Richardson used to be, you know, uh, or Richard Jefferson. You know, good players, you know, when they when they prime. But, you know, now you, you're solid role players, man. Around good young players, but Kobe doesn't have good, great young players around him. He has good up and coming youngsters, man. Uh, there's kids on the team with Kobe that were like one years old mm-hmm. when he was drafted. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Jaleel Okafor. Uh, no, Jaleel Okafor. Uh, Randall. Randall's not that old. No, nah, Randall. Randall was like two or three years old. Right. Jaleel Okafor. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. And uh, Tyus Jones uh, of Minnesota. These guys were just born mm-hmm. when Kobe was drafted by the Lakers or was played his first game for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So you understand, man. These, you know, it's a whole other generation now that, that Kobe's playing with right now, man. And uh, like you said, Pop, he got a lot of miles. He's going to play in spurts, you know. And uh, hopefully, he can end his career on a good note because you know. A lot of people always know that Kobe puts up a lot of shots. And if he puts up a lot of shots at his age in his career now, it's going to look bad. And that's what we're seeing now. So I think he should just play in the spurts and uh, and just, you know, beat Kobe in a certain amount of minutes. You know know what I find sad also, and I hate it it for this guy, but it seems that when there's a dumpster fire or things aren't going right in your organization, your team – the guy to go hire is Byron Scott. You know, he seems to keep – he takes it on the chin for folks, and then they get he rid of him. Go. Yeah, yes, when it's time, when it's time, when they're turning that corner and they're about to turn that corner, they send him somewhere else. You know, because he, he's done that a couple times now. You know, and I'm sitting there, and he's going through the same exact thing right now with the Lakers. You know, even though you got – you know, I, I watched – I watched him the other night. I, I can't think who they were playing, but – that's how. That's when I finally realized that Kobe isn't Kobe anymore, you know. And John Randall needs to learn how to use his right hand, and they're not giving enough minutes to D'Angelo Russell. But you know, that's how. That's how uh, I'm about to call him Dennis Scott. Byron Scott is. You know, he's always hard on rookies. You know, that's that's how he is. And I I, I just hate it for that guy, man, because it's they're going to wait until they get another piece or two, and then they're going to turn him loose, and they're going to bring somebody in, and they're going to have all the glory. You know, that's, and, that, and that's what's going to happen. So, uh, in saying that, and talking about the NBA, uh, I got to do that I do that this week, man. Uh, my do that, did, <laughs> my did I do that moment goes to the NBA and those putrid uniforms they got with sleeves on them. I don't know when the hell they get off at thinking that those things look good, you know, with sleeves on them. And I was a guy that I didn't like playing in T-shirts, you know, because I felt that T-shirts held me down when I shoot. You know, when I when I shot. So I didn't like playing in T-shirts. Every now and then I did. You know, but if I did, it would be one that's like two times. It's too big for me. You know, so I really didn't feel it when I had it on. So um, to the NBA, man, for keep putting them doggone shirts out there, 
this is for you. Did it happen? Can I do that? That's mine for the week, man. Mine for the week. And somebody made fun of LeBron James on this on my little sports Facebook group saying that he can't shoot with the sleeves. Then it had the picture of Bird in his warm-up jacket saying he won an NBA three-point shootout with his warm-up jacket on. Right. <laughs> What's up with the sleeves? <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that, that's, that's two different uh, beasts right there. But uh, it, the, the sleeves, uh, it's, it's not the, uh, the most uh, efficient thing for a basketball player, but the sleeves are for one reason and one reason only. Marketing. Money. The advertisements yep. will be yep. on the sleeves. Yep. It's more room on the body for the players to put these advertisements. And it's going to start with your all-star game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kia, uh, the the, drive, the car company, uh, came up with it. You know, they came to an agreement with the NBA to put their logo on the all-star jerseys this year. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's going to snowball from there. Pretty soon you're going to see all kinds of logos on NBA jerseys. And they're going to be on T-shirts. But will you see... The Budweiser logo on there, or Miller? Which one is it? Which one is the big uh, NBA um, supporter? Miller. Miller. Miller Lite. Will you see a Miller Lite advertising on there? I don't think you will. Eventually, so. you will. I think you will. I mean, once like like I say, hey, we we didn't think uh, homosexuality will be uh, accepted as it is today. So, Shut your mouth. <laughs> Eventually, it will. Like I said, we didn't think that any logos would ever be on any NBA jerseys. But like I say, come this All Star game in right. February, right. it will. Right. So I, I think, I think Miller, Budweiser, but yeah, they're all gonna make their way to the to the jerseys, man. And the NFL is next. Game to die after that. Yeah, I should have seen his face. He just. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta did I do that, man? I gotta did I do that to? Uh, I said this in our pregame production meeting. Uh, Donovan McNabb, man. <laughs> Donovan McNabb got caught with a Dewey, Dewey, in the wrong place at the wrong time, and in Arizona, man. Uh, well, a lot of us know, man. You know, most of us are not really welcome out there, <laughs> so. Uh, even though for the statue, this guy has been, you know, all-time all pro bowler, you know, Hall of Fame candidate. <laughs> you want to say he's on the Hall of Fame. Uh, ESPN and uh, NFL Network announcer was sentenced to 18 days in jail for a Dewey, man. So, uh, McNabb, man, you got to be careful with your this brother. I mean, I uh, wish you the best now. I hope everything work out for you, man. But for real, <laughs> get that going. Can I do that? Yeah, man, you gotta pay for it, man. Behind them bars, man. Eighteen days, man, for a millionaire. Sir, you got one? I actually do. Uh, I was gonna try to uh, keep it light, although there were a couple of heavy subjects this week. Mine goes out to the new head coach of the St. John University Hall of Famer, Chris Mullen. They had a warm-up game, practice game, scrimmage against Division II St. Thomas Aquinas and got blown out by 32 points. Wow. St. John's, coached by Hall of Famer Chris Mullen, got blown out by St. Thomas Aquinas College by 
32 points. <laughs> and that does not <laughs> that question. does not bode well for the St. John's University uh, basketball program. So if uh, Chris Mullen has any uh, long-term aspirations of being a successful college basketball coach, you better find a way to beat them Division Two teams, and that's for certain. So to Chris Mullen, hit him back to the practice board because you got to ask them boys. Did I do that? Yeah, that was pretty grim, dude. No, that's crazy. 32 points. points. 32 points. They got blowed out. Oh, man. <laughs> that's definitely going back to the drawing board in practice. Can you imagine what that practice was the next day? Oh, man, I can't even think about it. <laughs> Yikes. Now, he had some problems with uh, alcohol abuse, right? I believe so, yeah. I wonder if he went back to the ball after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might push him back to it. But he got Mitch Richmond on his staff, man. Uh, hopefully. Really? Yeah, he's an assistant coach, man. Wow, okay. So he's done. So uh, hopefully uh, they can show some of the big three tapes back in the day, man. We have a tip hard away. Or something. <laughs> I was surprised to see uh, Pete Myers and uh, what's guy's name, uh, Randy Brown, assistant coaches for the Chicago Bulls. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Randy. Well, I'm not as familiar with Randy. Remember with uh, uh, Pete Myers. Because he was that guy. That guy. Who took <laughs> the, the spot of Michael Jordan. That guy. Michael Jordan retired. Ouch. You know, that was kind of weird. That's, that's a... Randy Brown, too, wasn't it? Randy Brown took Jordan's spot after Pete Myers, right? No, nah, he played with Jordan during the championship. Oh, run. that's right. That's right. He did. Pete Myers didn't get the chance to play no, with Mike during the championship. Did, run. He did not. When Mike came back, they got rid of Pete. Oh, <laughs> you just think? He wasn't even mm. a serviceable backup. It's got rid of man. That's wrong. Yeah, no, <laughs> Mike has something to do with that problem. Yeah, everybody's a VC. Everybody's a VC. That's kind of right crazy. there. Thirty for thirty, right there. That's kind. Of, that's kind of crazy, man. For you to just get rid of that man like that, I mean, because he had to go through and endure. I mean, cause just think about it. All this times, you know, from North Carolina, you know, he was the last one, and now all of a sudden, you know, they. And the thing is. And that, that bothered him. You know what I mean? Oh, it bothered him. Big so, and he was like, what do you mean you're not working out? What are you doing, man? You know I mean? So I think that, that he had issues with that. You know, and players didn't have the awareness and the uh, and the, the intestinal fortitude that he had, man. And, and I think that kind of hinders a lot of superstars who try to coach. It's about that time to check out, man. Um, any final words, man? Uh, good luck to Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh,
And I, I will be watching uh, show notes, man. Uh, and, you know, good show, man. Good show, man. Um, we will finally, hopefully, maybe the next two weeks, man, get us on our YouTube channel. You know what? I've seen something else that's out there that we may want to look into. Periscope. What is that? You don't know what that is? Uh, I'm, I'm up on you when it you comes to this. Man. What Are is, you serious? What is that? Oh, my God. That's this uh, app or whatever whatever it is. They do it like as it's happening. So they got it recording right now. So it's, so it's something that they do like live. Live stream. Periscope. 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 Yeah. Well, check that out one time. Right, right. It's, it's it's live streaming. You know, it's live streaming that, that goes on. And a lot of people do it. You know, a lot of the uh, stars do it. Um, a lot of the, the, the entertainers do it. You know, I've seen even on, like, the uh, TV shows. You know, like the newscast on, like, Good Morning America. I've seen it on a Sunday. You know, I had a little lady doing it live on Periscope. You know, and then she's showing it on her phone. And she's just showing the people. You know, no, actually, yes, yes, yes. What's she doing with Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you may want to look into that, man. You know, like right it, now, man. you know, I learned it in the, in, the, in the barbershop. And, of course, you know, who were they following? Some dancer down in Magic City. <laughs> <laughs> she was all, hey, it was crazy, man, because she was all in the locker room showing the girls. I'm looking like, what website is that? <laughs> man, where they, where they do that at? <laughs> so new, man. So new, man. So, uh, 805-856-2856, the telephone number, www.sportsfitness.com. If you miss us, man, go go to iTunes, man, and, and check out the podcast. Uh, search box, the sports officials, uh, every Saturday, 9 a.m. to